You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. What to do if you still want me? If you still want me? All right. It's time for you to here on Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, everybody. We're hanging out. We got here till we're gonna be here till about eleven o'clock. We have a special guest coming up shortly here at the uh, top of the hour. We're going to have Sprout Fine Floral Concepts in the studio. It is Mother's Day coming up, folks. So if you're trying to get some inspiration about flowers and all, the thing, all those things, mothers love flowers. So uh, Easter and Mother's Day is like go hand in hand. But, they uh, love BMWs better, but flowers, oh, we don't know. Will, flowers yeah. will do Well, they pinch. like flowers on top of BMWs. Yeah, get those big car size ribbons. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. We, we, we can But we for can Mother's Day, out. we just get big honking flowers. We'll see if this, uh, this Sprout Fine Floral Concepts can build us a giant ribbon flower. Car wrap. Car wrap thing. Motif. For that one person who's, who buys their wife a car on Mother's Day. Or their other wife, I guess their mom. So, but welcome to uh, Mornings of Lone Star. You can hear us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We're on Facebook Live and YouTube Live, folks, so feel free to chat with us there. And uh, let's do a little bit of updates, what's going on. Uh, we haven't been on for, like, I don't know. A while, like, several days. Yeah, several business days. And uh, we're going to be here tomorrow, so let's just make sure we get that out of the way. We will be here tomorrow, folks. Uh, I'm probably Hopefully at 9. Oh, Hopefully Wait, you get the memo. I'm on a flight tomorrow morning. Oh, great, Sean. No, no, for... we'll we'll get we'll get Clutzy Rick to replace me. Let's see. Uh, it's 68 degrees outside, and the high today is gonna be 82 with a low of 60, and zero percent, one percent chance of rain. And then, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a beautiful day today here in Conroe. Uh, so let's catch up. What you been up to? I feel like you're you're getting ready for happy days. Yeah, it's really coming together. A lot of late nights, uh, but get your tickets now because uh, they are starting to go. Those tickets. So if you want to see Fonz and Richie and Ponzi and Ralph and Pinky and the whole group, Joni and Chachi, uh, go hit Owen Theater with an R E dot com. Get yeah. your tickets. Uh, opens on May 10th, runs through May 26th. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, good uh, deal. A lot of hard work, a lot of fun. All right. Well, uh, that's about it for me. You've been I bowling? T- now I've been bowling, and then uh, I want to see Endgame pretty soon. I'm ready for that. Watch the Game of Thrones thing. So mm-hmm. that was fun. So if uh, anyone needs to catch up on Game of Thrones, highly suggest that this is the last season. And then uh, one thing I, I started reading about, and this is something that I find, I don't know if it's going to be a trend or if it's always been, it's probably always been a trend, but it's about creating a situation that's based off hype. And I started realizing when I started, when you read, when I read comments from the Russo brothers who directed Endgame and Infinity War, mm-hmm. they almost designed the script and everything about hype around the idea of how can we create as much hype as possible so, yeah that and, makes sense and i kind of i kind of got i got disinterested in the sh- in the shows because i was like well that kind of screws it up they don't really care about the comic books but then again like if it they're not mutually exclusive because you no, have your, I'm your, not epi- but, your issues were but i meant more of just kind of like they know what people want to see they know like how how they can really get people involved, and you know the Game of Thrones is the same thing. That's what made me think about it because I was like, "Do you think they sat down and wrote out the whole storyline and just filmed it?" And then they're like, "All right, this is a good point for end of episode one. This is a good point for end of episode two because the Game of Thrones show just keeps going. Mm-hmm. They don't do like they rarely do like ten years later. It's just like this is what's going on over here. This is what's going on over here, and it's usually around the same time." Well, it's a, it's a fine line to walk because a lot like sequels are, tend to be worse than the original slightly, and usually because of the writing because they got to retread some stuff. Uh, yeah, obviously some exceptions. Terminator Two is better. Aliens is better. That that kind of stuff. But it's like when the TV show Dallas, which pretty much was the first TV show that did a, a cliffhanger like that. Well, it became kind of a trope and then a cliche. Every season at the end, they had to have the big yeah cliffhanger which got really ridiculous 
Uh, so the audience is expected, but if you go too far, it, it, it gets cliche. Well, I was I was more worried about the ability of a producer or content ownership going. You know what? This would be better. Kind of like what they did to the Hobbit. It's like, hey, let's make these movies into two, three movies. Yeah, that was and a, like that was second, the bad why are we doing that? Yeah, and it then, was uh, two they, movies was bad enough, but when Peter Jackson said, "Oh, we're gonna do three, I I just. Good reviews were came out on Endgame, though, and I think people were... Uh, the only thing I really read that it's a good way to go to the next phase of that world. Right. Is this going to be like uh, four, phase four or something? Or oh, uh, yeah, phase four million billion dollars. That's what phase <laughs> yeah. they're working on. Uh, but no, I just, it got me thinking about, you know, if you, you're given a piece of work to work on and you're, you're writing the story and you're like, man... Let's just create as much hype as possible. Let's change this character to make it. Well, you can play with it. Again, you got to meet the audience expectations, but you can still uh, pull the rug out from under them. Uh, this season of The Walking Dead, which yeah. recently ended, the penultimate episode this season, the one before the was end. Was Rick died, right? Well, no, no, no. That was that was last season. Oh, man. They, and they and he didn't die. That fast? He didn't die. He's going to do his man. own series. But what they did this season in the penultimate episode, uh, a lot of people died. Ten major characters died. It was, it was, Sounds it like was Game a of Thrones. Bath, Game of right? Thrones is to that point where it's like everyone's going to die in the next episode. And so everyone's tuning in for like, next week, oh my God, if ten people die this year, what's going to happen next week for the Nothing. season? Under? Nothing happened. I mean, it was it was very eerie. They had to, there was a snow in. They, they, they were freezing to death, so they had to get to this other place and go through enemy territory. And oh, I feel like they're always doing that. But this was one of those, nobody died. There was no battle at, usually with Walking Dead, there's been battles, battles, battles at, yeah. the, at the end. This has just been them, the, the, the psychological pressure. I'm sorry, Sean, pressure this show sucks, it. man. After, no, after it was, the first season. It was a reprise. I got to say, a lot like West Wing, uh, seasons five and six were pretty soap opery. Yeah. Uh, but seven, when when the writers returned loose and said, "Listen, just just go to no." Town. There's totally a person there at the table going, "How much money can we make from the show? How can we make it keep going?" Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I'm wondering. You know, with the Marvel universe, is really are they going to be able to recreate this hype again? No. Once you kill, literally kill half the universe off, there is so, nowhere to go after that. Well, no, there. That's what this in game. Endgame wraps it all up. Mm -hmm. So that tells me they probably save everybody at the end. But and every Marvel film after this is going to have to be either based on a on a story arc, an established story arc. Well, they can't Doctor Who it. They right. can't just be like, oh, we don't like this Doctor Who anymore. Let's get a new one. Yeah, you can't reboot. And that's one thing I've loved about the Marvel Extended Universe. They haven't rebooted anybody. It's always been yeah, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. as Spider-Man's been rebooted. No, but that was before the extended universe. You're That's talking about oh, Sony. you're talking about in the same universe. Yeah, the oh, actual okay. Marvel extended universe, not not the Sony films. I think it's because they had the, the money. Mm -hmm. I think well, they, I think whoever whoever their contract negotiator is keeping all those folks happy for the 15 years they've been involved with this. Because mm -hmm. you know, one of them is just like, do I really like? I literally, I'm not Robert Downey Jr. I'm not Iron Man. I'm not like I don't do anything in these movies. So do I have to be in Oh, Hawkeye. Movie? Yeah, do I have to be in these movies? And they're like, yeah, you, you cannot be in this movie, but we can put you in some other movie and give you $20 million. Yeah, it sounds good. Well, sounds I, good to me. I know my daughter's going to be in line right, probably right next to you, not in front of you. She has got such a hard well, crush see on it, Doctor but Strange. But what do you think about, like, what, what do you project happening in the next five years? Do you think they're still going to have as much excitement they have no. in the past 10? Nope. Or do you think the younger kids are going to be like, Oh, we have a new Captain America, and it's nothing like the old Captain America. I, I just think, in general, within five years, the superhero book, genre the book readers got it. They were okay with it. Yeah. And it definitely created, some of them were even lucky, they created better content. Mm -hmm. Even they rebranded it, and they created better storylines. So... I, I think after Endgame, that's going to be... Uh, well, it's like the fantasy. Uh, you know, after the Return of the King and the Lord of the Rings trilogy, it, the... The same fans should have gone gaga over the Hobbit, but I'm the most hardcore Tolkien fan I know. No, they're they're only mistake. I wasn't, the only mistake they made is they did everything 60 frames a second. That's the only thing they did wrong. <laughs> no, seriously, because no, because I, I watched it in 29.97 frames per second, and I still wasn't. Well, no, they still it still had that video fill. It had yeah. it had that weird soap opera fill, mm -hmm. and I remember when there was a whole year. Of t new t technology TVs were coming out with it had this mode on they called it like I forgot the every TV had a different type of mode but it came pre-installed 
on these like really nice TVs. So when they turn on the TVs, it had this thing where it, it uh, softened everything to make it look like a soap opera. So no matter what show you're watching, oh, it has that Hobbit effect. Mm-hmm. And people were freaking out. They're like, how do I, what is this? Why would I buy this TV? It ruins everything. <clears throat> it's funny. It's, you know, video shot on 30 or 60 frames a second. Film is shot on 24. So by definition, video 30 or 60 frames is better on the eyes because, you know, it's smoother, more realistic. Yeah. But people are so conditioned to watch Film quality at 24 frames a second. That's our reason that you actually downgrade. You, you shoot at 30, you. you downgrade to 24. I'm telling you, that's why it sucks. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. It's 952. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, you're going to hear a message from our sponsors and partners. We got Bean Punk Coffee, C3, Creative Content Creations, and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. We will be right back, guys. in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936 647 3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Bean Punk Coffee. Bean Punk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit BeanPunkCoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture, learning about how food is grown and produced, and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families. Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. Hanging out in the studio with my co-host Skippy of C3 Content Creation something. You're oh so close. I'm just kidding. Uh, Creative Content Creations. But uh, yeah, so we do have a special guest in the studio, folks, and we want to kind of introduce introduce her and her business. We got Anne and the owner of Sprout Fine, Fine Floral Concepts Say that five times in really the fast. Woodlands. So, Anne, what's... Sprout. Sprout? What did I say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still trying to unstrangle it. You had it. Sprouts, Sprouts fine, fine floral, floral concepts. concepts. There you go. Say it again. Sprouts, fine floral concepts. Faster. Sprites. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Got gotcha. me. But, uh, yeah, so she's in the studio talking about her uh, her business, which is flowers. And Mother's Day is coming up. So she's a good location to 
get flower and flower arrangement. She, uh, if you go to her website, I'm actually going to pull it up real quick after I get uh, that guy's face off of it. Uh, we're going to kind of show some show some things for her arrangements, but uh, but yeah. So if you don't mind, Ann, tell people where people can go real quick. You can visit us at allaboutsprout.com. Okay. Our website. There's easy, convenient online ordering there. You can swing by the studio, which is right across from Walmart on Sawdust Road. But about 90% of people just call or text. Okay, and, so uh, give that on. Uh, you can call 281-203-5040. Um, and there's a link um, with all the other information at allaboutsprout.com. Okay. Yeah, it's really easy to find, especially if you're on our Facebook. We already linked it. Uh, so you do everything from what's in front of you. Let's see if I can get a better picture Yeah, of that's that. a beautiful shot. No, Let's see if I can get a better Those picture. are roses and... I brought a sample of a little kind of a piece of what we did for the Best Reception Award. There were about 60 of these going down the center of the table. It's all white. Mm-hmm. It has tulips and roses and wow. hydrangea in it. So do you have like a greenhouse? No, I don't grow anything. I just pick flowers. I'm okay. a flower picker. <laughs> and then people call me and they let me go pick them for them too. So it's really wonderful. Do you like jump fences on estates? Yeah. You know, we night? called that roadsidea. Yeah, florists say we're going to get some rosidea, which is anything growing on the side of the street that we can use. But I don't do that anymore very much at all. Um, there's Houston's the fourth largest city in America, and we have lots of flower markets. And so I go to the flower markets and I pick everything. So yeah, I, I feel like pick, there's a good location here. Where... Yeah, I say pick, I really mean choose flowers from a vendor, not actually go in the yard and grab it. So <laughs> one thing that I always wondered about flowers is I was recently in a wedding because I got married. And I was amazed about the cost of flowers. And I never thought of that as being like pretty much one of the highest things that costs in weddings. It can get up to that. Mm-hmm. But I think if I, if I can cut in with this, the, the look of a flower can set the entire tone, the theme. Well, I'm not, I'm not trying to diminish. The wedding, oh, was, you know, the no, wedding was awesome. I didn't have to pay for it, so I'm not complaining about it. <laughs> but what, what kind of what made me interested was the ability to, like what you're kind of, you're, you're, your job or your profession is creating something beautiful. So you can work with all range of things. Yes. So that's really where I see talent in the flower business is, oh, you know, we can spend, you know, the X amount of dollars to get the most expensive looking flowers here, or we can make it look very beautiful and there's different types of flowers to make that go together. Like, kind of like your arrangement, how many flowers are in that thing? I didn't count them. Well, I mean, like types of flowers. Three varieties. Three varieties of flowers. So you put that together and that, when you when I can show the picture of like the mm-hmm. big one, the large one cool. there's over 500 hydrangea. In yeah, that let's picture. see if I can show that up. It's a 60 foot long table, and the flowers spill over to the floor so on each side. That's on your Facebook page that people really want to see, and that goes all the way down the table. That's the um, photo shoot that really won the award from Florist Review. Which yeah, is tell a us about the floral this magazine. I'm going to do a little Vanna White here for the camera. <laughs> let's see if I can. Um, find it. Yeah, here we go. It's a national syndicated floral magazine, and I was awarded. Best Reception for 2019, which for me is like a big shot moment because I've been reading this magazine since I was a delivery driver. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, 35 years ago or 30 years ago. Um, so for me, it was a big deal to, to be awarded that and to be, have my name in a national publication for other florists. And other florists have been calling me and congratulating me that are my friends, and it's pretty exciting. So, so I know zero about flowers. And the only flower things I know is when I buy my white flowers – I've learned that, and when I go up, I try to make sure everything's closed. Because by the time I get to her, in the week of, they'll bloom, so they last longer. They seem to last longer. I'm going to answer a couple of your questions at once, if it's okay. Yeah, go for it. All right. So, um, about doing wedding flowers. Um, when When you plan a wedding, you're really taking a dream that somebody's had since they were five years old playing with their Barbie. Oh, yeah. They've These women, these girls and women, have been planning their wedding since they were children. And so even when they walk in and they say, I don't know what I want, it's not true. You just have to tap into that wishful <laughs> thinking. Mm-hmm. And so you're creating a dream. You're making it reality. Whether it's a small wedding, an elopement. We're doing, I'm doing flowers for an elopement on for Saturday pickup. Um, they're going to swing by the flower shop and then rush out of town, sneak away, <laughs> get married. Um, or something elaborate like the pictures you're showing. Um, for the wedding, for normal weddings, it's just between the florist and the and the couple. And for elaborate affairs like this that we do, whether you're a doctor, lawyer, Indian chief, you can do whatever you want to do. This particular um, people hired a pl- wedding planner, and then she dealt with me. 
and then making these girls' dreams come true. So um, the really neat thing about this wedding, it was a gift. So all these flowers were gifted to the couple. They didn't say it was a gift to them. The whole wedding was a gift to them from their friend. Whoa. Um, the expense of flowers, I'm going to, this is what I say to people. How much would you charge me to plant a seed, water it, watch it grow, let it bloom, cut the bloom, put it in a box, take it to the airport, ship it to America, go in the, go get it from the airport, bring it to the I would to say seven twenty five an hour. <laughs> so it's really labor. You're paying for all those people's jobs. Flowers aren't expensive. It's the labor and all the care it takes. Well, because I always, like, like I said, like I don't really know anything about time. So when it comes down to the day of, you have to make sure these flowers are, are basically stage ready. Flowers and are made to open. So when you say that you buy, purchase flowers from your wife that are closed, sometimes you're buying a flower that will never open because it's just not yeah. good quality. So all the flowers in this bouquet are, are open right now, except for the tulips. They're going to look like that for another six, seven days. Oh, really? So mm -hmm, when you buy flowers from a good Kroger. person, <laughs> I'll tell you about that in a minute. Okay. When you buy flowers from a, from a reputable vendor, it doesn't matter if they're open. I'm, I'm going to teach you how to decide if a rose is fresh. If you go feel a rose and it's firm, that means the petals are still opening. If it's really loose and you can squeeze it and it's super loose, all the petals have opened up completely and that's blown. It'll still do for a little while. we got some blown roses over but here, guys. But it could be that it looks like it's full and it's firm. You're good to go. So when you go to the grocery and you buy flowers, I say buy flowers anywhere you want to buy them. Doesn't matter. Yeah. They're beautiful. Buy them. Enjoy them. But when you go to the grocery, when you pick up the flowers and smell them, and you put them back in the container, you're taking them out of water. It stops. It starts drinking air. And when you put them back, it'll never drink water after that. So you don't know what's going on with the flowers at the grocery store. If you came to my store and you wanted to pick up a bunch of flowers and smell them, I'd let you do it. Then I'd cut them and stick them back in the water immediately. And that's why they're going to keep drinking. So you can see six bouquets in a grocery store. And if people took out one or two, yeah, they aren't, they aren't you really won't know. know. Great, because I'm that guy. I'll pick one out, smell, put these ones back. So when you get flowers... When you get I know, I'm the guy who goes up there and I'm like, I have $9 in my pocket. What can I get? Well, it doesn't matter. Get whatever you want because it's the thought that counts in the end. That's what I'm saying. I got nine dollars. Have you met his wife? It's not the thought. It's the flowers. No, she's very, she's very flowery. She loves having flowers in the house. Well, then you need flowers. to call me, so Mister Man. Yeah. Well, I almost came up with this idea. Is like, you know, this could be a monthly delivery service. You know, we do get, flowers. Get flowers yeah. delivered, like you know, month uh, flower of the month. And we have that service. It's free delivery if you want to do it, and it's any price point. There's no minimum orders at Sprout. Um, you can do whatever you want. And Perfect flowers a peony. Peonies are a very small window of opportunity yeah, that's, for affordability. That's, yeah, I know that. That's why I was like, oh, perfect. You know. In um, late May, early June, they bloom in Alaska and Kansas, and that's when you can get them for like $4 a piece, and they're as big as a cantaloupe. Yeah. Bef after that, you can get them anytime, but they're ridiculous. They're like $20 each. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> late May, get a, add it to your calendar. I know. And let's talk about how you got into this, because you said 35 years ago you were delivery driver. Yeah. So was a floral... The, so you always been smelling always good. Here. Yeah. That's nice. I started loving flowers as a little baby girl. I would pick flowers in my neighbor's yards and get in trouble for it. I had no idea it was going to be my career. What's that term um, again? What's that term? You're hopping fences and taking flowers? Yeah, that's... Uh, road, road mania? Oh, roadsidea. roadsidea. So you've been roadsidea since a young kid. All right. <laughs> um, but um, I went to community college, and my parents put me through. I got an um, administrative professionals degree, mm -hmm. which is funny because it's admin week this week. Oh, okay. Um, Buy flowers, a, people. We did a lot of flowers for admins this week. You've seen them all. You'll see flowers all over the city from our flower shop. You might not have heard of Sprout before, but you've probably, if you live in the woodlands in Conroe, you've seen our work in restaurants like yeah. Trulux and Tris. And we just oh, did the, fancy. They sound fancy. We just did the grand opening for Killian's, the steakhouse that just opened. That's it's a fancy so place, beautiful right? in there. And um, we've, we do the Howard Hughes account. So any grand openings that we do that, we're doing that today, Woodlands Hills. Is opening their activity center. So you do from small to all the way to where the whole room will smell like flowers. Yeah, we do all of it. So I, st I started off, I went to community college and I got married and I don't really fit in an office. And my husband, my wonderful husband, who's very supportive of me and actually helped deliver and set up this thing that we did. He's a employee of the month every month for about 30 <laughs> years. <laughs> Nepotism. Um, yeah, he's wonderful. So how does, what kind of gifts does he get you? Because you're already surrounded well, by flowers. How, well, how does that work? Here's, let me, I'm going to finish my story. Okay, sorry, that. sorry. That's okay. So um, so I, he said to me, 
you don't have to, you know, go to work and be unhappy all the time. Go do what you want. And a friend of mine's mom, it was Valentine's time, and she's like, come help me. And I said, okay. And so I started off as a delivery driver. Okay. And I just went from florist to florist and learned as much as I could. And about six years in, I became a, a legitimate floral designer. And then I became a freelance designer, which is kind of an elite, like a SEAL Team 6 designer person. And I would travel all over the city. And I went to California several times. I was hired like a hired gun. And then I kind of thought, you know, I could probably have a store. And I prayed about it. And I opened up a store. Then I worked myself into the ground and about killed myself. And I sold it. <clears throat> then I retired for four years. And I missed it so bad. You like that discount on the flowers to have I your re- house. Right. And I don't even have a, a single flower You get a killer discount. You serious? No. I do it all day. It's like, so, are you going to do a radio show when you go home? Yeah, no. I, have a, I have a radio uh, set up in my house. Do you really? Yeah. From the oh, just well, in case. Bad. Just in case. I re-sprouted after four years. I missed it so bad. And I, so we've had sprout going on 13 years now. Okay. Really quick, my, what my husband gets me for presents, here's our shtick. I uh, look at him in front of other people and I'll say, um, he never buys me flowers. And Andy will say, oh, I bought you the whole store. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but there I get cats. Like I've it. gotten four cats. Oh, okay. So, and, you know, candy and other wonderful... And sometimes they give me flour, but usually it's out of the cooler. Do cats like flowers? I always feel like they would tear everything up. They like to drink the water out of the vases, so Ooh. sometimes they get in trouble. People who really love flowers and cats, sometimes they'll buy a terrarium, and we do flowers under glass for them. Okay. So they Man, can still enjoy cool. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So w- when it comes to requests and things, I imagine some of them are pretty wild. Yes. And I know it's kind of like, uh, like uh, what would you say? A lot of people don't know. It's kind of like going to the mechanic. No one really knows what the mechanic's going to tell you because you're not, you know, educating that fact. So when it comes to people having faith in you, are, do you educate them at all? Or are you kind of like, you know, here's what I'm thinking, and then you just go with it? What, what kind um, of client are you looking for? I'm looking for anybody who loves flowers. I'm, okay. That's, I'll, be, I'll be your florist, whoever you are. I'm gay with that. What usually happens is you establish a rapport with the person, a lot of people yeah. have been treated poorly by other florists, so they come to you, they're like little wounded people, and they don't really want to trust you, and then you exceed their expectations, and the next time they call, they say, do whatever you want, make it gorgeous. Yeah. So we do about, not exaggerating, like 85% of all of our orders, people say, just do it. And I have people who don't even tell me a price. They say, send flowers, and I just do it. We have a um, concierge level of service at Sprout, so the strangest requests I get are things like this. I want you Uh-oh. to go to Tiffany's. I want you to buy a pair of sunglasses. I want you to put them on a pineapple because I'm taking her to Hawaii, and I want you to make it look like pretty. So I've done that before. So you did the whole thing from A to Z. I went to the Tiffany's. I bought a three hundred dollar pair of sunglasses. I stuck them on a pineapple. I put orchids all over it. Made it gorgeous. We delivered it to the house. She opens up the card, knowing, "Hey, I'm going to Hawaii." I love doing crazy. Requests. I need to hang out with your clients. I feel like <laughs> yeah. uh, they're well, pretty creative, and you get cool gifts. There's other things people. They'll say, um, do you have any rose petals? And okay. I'll just say, yes, come and get them. I'll just save them for them because we have to pull out the guard petals before we use flowers. Oh, to, so, to like strew through the house. And they, um, we had a little boy who asked his girlfriend to prom with rose petals, and Aww. I just gave them to him. So he spelled out prom with a question mark on the carpet, and when she came over, it was there. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be elaborate. I'm sharing elaborate because who wants to hear about, oh, I did a $100 arrangement. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of because a lot of people want to be creative when it comes to getting gifts. And, you know, the whole the age old story is like, yeah, I always get flowers from mom, but let's make it creative. What can I do to give something my mom will really appreciate? I think and, mm-hmm. I think the difference is when when I named my store Fine Flower Concepts, it's because I use the nicer flowers. So I don't have to do any showboating, really, because the flowers do it. Oh, yeah. When you get flowers and they're, they open, you watch them develop. They smell good. They look beautiful. They last for one to two weeks. That's all you need to showboat. You don't need to bells and whistles and fireworks. The flowers really, they're God's gift to us just to look and enjoy. They spend their whole life just to, just for our enjoyment. Okay. So So you got Mother's Day going on right now. So when people are listening, what should they do? Should they, like, do you have a deal going on or do you have any type of certain flowers you like to promote? It's springtime, so the flowers are all gorgeous. Okay. I always suggest to people, just let me know a little bit about your mom, and we can custom make it to her. I make, I make nothing ahead of time. Every single thing is custom made, kind of like, you know, McDonald's. Or no, what is it, Burger What's the commercial special uh, orders? Don't upset King. us. Yeah, that was <laughs> so, yeah, King. we do so everything what's important, made. folks, is call now. Because you don't want to do what a lot of people do the, way, the day of. We won't answer the phones about a week out. We book up. Um, See, wow, I mean, important safety yeah. tip. 
for, for this wedding, she booked it, and I was closed the whole month of December. We were booked. Um, this past Valentine's Day, we stopped answering the phones on the, I think, the 7th. So it's people, the word's out, even though I, I'm doing this wonderful interview, and thanks for having me. Yeah. But I don't do any advertising. I'm in a secret location, no sign. We're a real speakeasy kind of, do you know somebody kind of florist? She's got those illegal got secret plants. knocks. She's got everything. the illegal plants, man. <laughs> we don't sell weeds or weed. So are, are there no wait okay so you seem to know a lot about uh flowers so God, is there so. a legal flower Well you're not supposed to pick blue bonnets Is that so an here. actual law Yeah is that real It's if you it's like trespassing if you go on somebody's property and do it but it's not illegal to pick them but you're not supposed to pick um there's nothing really illegal to use that I know of in my in my 20 plus years in this business but there are things like um that cause people to have allergic reactions yeah. that you need to be careful There's for. poisonous flowers, right? Yeah, but most people don't eat them. Is, is the fly <laughs> trap considered a flower? It's a plant. So it's not a everything's, flower? Everything's a flower that blooms once you cut it. It's, we call it a you know flower, but the fly trap is a plant. A really. plant? Okay, I'm trying to figure out. There's gotta be what about a... trithids? There's tons of poison, like arsenic is a poison. I mean, normal, most, you know. How about the poppy plant? That's a flower, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what uh, opium's made out of? The seeds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a flower, right? Yes. Yeah. So those got to be illegal, right? No, you can get oh. them. They're beautiful. Really? I sell them. Just don't pull out the seeds and crush them is up. Is that how they make it? I have no idea. How they I, make don't it. I don't know. How, I have no idea. This conversation has turned. Yeah, we've gone dark quick. Well, no, I do. It's, it's interesting because you the knowledge you have of plants, what I like about what you're saying about your business, which is Sprout Fine Floral Concepts, by the way, is I don't really need to have an idea. I can go to you and say, I want to do this for my mom. She's a very outgoing XXXXX. And her favorite and then, colors her, her are Her favorite this. color, her yeah, favorite Yeah, and you flower. go, you have that kind of Rolodex in your head yeah. of like, I can do these kind of flowers. This would look great for this specific person. Yes. That's where I was trying to go because it's yeah. kind of like. It's custom made. It's all custom made for them and what they like. And if there's something special, like the other day we had to go find an armadillo stuffed oh, animal, yeah. anything oh, with I the armadillo, like a real one. because the person, that's their nickname. So somebody, uh, so. someone on Facebook is asking, I can't pronounce this flower, so I'm sorry, listener. It's H-Y-A-C-I-N-T. Hyacinth. 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 Mm-hmm. What is that? Why are they asking it's me this question? It's a small, beautiful, blooming, it, it's in season right now, it's a bulb flower. Okay. It comes in white, pink, purple, and it's like perfume. It's it's amazing, and it's hardy. It lasts for a while. It's a good flower. It's beautiful. We okay. have those. Mm-hmm. Okay. And depending on who asks the questions, it's also the name of a character in a British sitcom. Yeah, it's a girl's name. A lot of, There are a lot of girl name flowers, like Lily. My friend Pree's yeah. daughter's name is Lily. And Rose, of course. I kind of have a joke when I do networking. I wear my name tag, and I put Rose just kind of as a little gag. <laughs> What's, it's so, really interesting, Anne. I mean, like, I like, <clears throat> I like the idea of I don't have to know. You no, know. and that's the freedom of I really of like it. that because that's not, like, I'm not kidding you. I go to, when we go to flower shops, I was like, this is how much money I have. I just want to do something nice for my life. I hope life. you let me design for you one so, time and you'll see the yeah. difference. You know, um, you're saying, you know, you don't have to deal with it. Um, well, I just don't know. Like, I don't think a lot of people know how to put together different types of flowers because no one really knows. And then, like, when we go, when I'm my I'm glad wife, that's job security for me. Yeah, <laughs> and I, when my wife goes, she kind of has the idea what she wants to get. For like, yeah. say, for example, Mother's Day or something. She'll yes. be like, we need to get something like this. You don't want to do something like this. It's like, right. okay. And I'm like, whatever. Here's how much money I have, and this is what we we're... have. We have people that when they receive deliveries from us and they see the logo on our card, they tell our driver, oh, good, when they see our logo because yeah. the, they're glad they're from us. And um, we have people that, like I said, people text me, send flowers. That's it. I don't get any any other information. Um, I was the florist for George Mitchell before he passed away. And we would do flowers for Mrs. Mitchell. And um, it was really exciting because he would they would just say um, roses and they'd tell me the card, what they wanted and stuff like that. But it was, for me, it was um, pretty wonderful because he would just tell us his assistant, call Anne, and she knew who I was and she'd call me and set it all up for them and we would deliver it. And it was just a really um, feather in my cap that I can say I designed yeah. for the Mitchells because nice. you know, they began the Woodlands and I was, and and he wrote me the best or the most beautiful recommendation letter, my first flower shop. And um, it was just wonderful and so giving. But um, I sent him a note back saying, you know, thanks so much for the note. I'm going to make copies and I'm going to wallpaper the bathroom with this. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought that was great. Well, let's let people know, again, Mother's Day, any special occasion you are, you book. 
So that's really kind of important for folks to know. Yes, like when because they call you, people they... do. I already we've already gotten Mother's Day orders. I got my yeah. first Mother's Day order two days ago, which to me was kind of like Late. wow. Yeah. But they call and when say, "When is Mother's Day?" The, oh, I should know that. Is I that think, three weeks? I think the thirteenth. Third Sunday. Thirteenth of May. Yeah. Oh no, I should know that. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, it's either the ninth or the third. It's a Sunday. Well, Sunday the twelfth. Okay. So, so we deliver um, Monday through Friday that week. People send flowers to mom the whole week. Okay. And so, uh, how can people reach you? Um, Sprout Fine Floral Concepts. They're okay. all about sprout.com, or they can call. There's a link there as well. And um, if your listeners tell me they heard this on the radio, I'll give them free delivery. Ooh. Uh-oh. Okay. There's your deal. I don't really have any other deals. I can offer that, which yeah. is 1250 local. That's a nice little chunk of change. That's a, a flower. You can get your Starbucks. Is that a flower? What? No, that's oh. a pl- that's not that's kind Deliver? of expensive for one flower. Yeah. Well, peony for your wife and yeah, not, no, I know you know, all about time. that. Yeah, that's the funniest thing I've ever because I was like I didn't know how to pronounce it, so people are like, "What? What are you talking about?" I was like, "Peronies." Yeah, sometimes pe- people say po- peony. Peonies. I guess they're pretty flowers, though. They're beautiful. So. If, if if the listeners don't know, they're as big as a cantaloupe, a single bloom. They have about a hundred petals in the flower, fifty to a hundred. They smell like perfume, yeah, and they're just gorgeous. And they're, they're, there's nothing to compare, and there's no substitution. So if you want to, Dick, I have a list of people when they become good price. I send an email out and say, hey, they're here. They come in pink, hot pink, white, yellow, and burgundy. And so they're not just the pink one you're used to yeah. seeing. And um, when they're in, you can get them really affordable, like 4 to $6 a stem. Yeah. I know, yeah, I love it. All right. Thank you so much, Anne, for coming in and you're talking welcome. about I'm it. You're welcome. Glad to have that, so, that you have me. Folks, you're listening to Maureen's Lone Star. We have the Sprout Fine Floral Concepts in the studio. Don't forget, Mother's Day is coming up and she's booking it. So you got to call and reach out to her today. You can visit yeah, her. Don't end up like me at Kroger, that tent outside the you, day before. No, I know exactly what you're going to do after today. You're going to go to Kroger and pull up every flower and <laughs> sabotage. Like, you know, sabotage. No, I'm going to be calling Anne Engelbrecht, is what I'm going to be doing. That's what you're Thank doing. You. All right, guys, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. We got to be taking a break. We will be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpong Coffee. Beanpong Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpongcoffee.com see our complete list of special events. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information, Extension Programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. Helping Texans make their lives better. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez. 
president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Hey, guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating, anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. IRLoneStar.com. Special thanks to our guests, Sprout Fine Floral Concepts. Find them online, folks, for Mother's Day, all about Sprout.com. And uh, that was fun to have Ann in and learn about plants and flowers. And uh, if you have any issues with not figuring out what flowers you want, call Ann over there. So oh, I got Give her a method. And also know next season, uh, the Owen Theater is putting on Little Shop of Horrors. You want to show about flowers? Yeah. Giant man-eating flowers from outer space, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? I No. No. Not even the movie? No. Is Rick Moranis? No. I, yeah. I, I, they no, changed I, the ending in the movie. Unfortunately, I, I, that, that movie has always been... They don't show it too much when I was growing up on, like, you know, Sunday on TBS and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we never really got into my circulation. But I imagine at one point I'm going to see it because they always do it like midnight screenings at, you know, yeah, River it's a, Oaks. Yeah, it's a cult or, classic. And, the so thing I, is, and I'm kind of like, all right, I feel I'm going to miss out on it if I don't try it out. Well, it was an off-Broadway so. play, and it had a very dark ending to it. Wouldn't it like, they kill everybody? Yeah, right? but yeah, basically everybody gets eaten. And when they turned it into the movie, Frank Oz, Fozzie Bear, directed the movie, and yeah. they did the original ending. And... Audiences hate No one wants it. to see Rick Moranis die. Well, or or Ellen Green. No, who cares about that person? Yeah, Rick right. Moranis, you'd never want to see him. Well, so then they kind of rewrote it, and they added a number to where the plant goes giant and eats New York, and then they they it still didn't work. Yeah. 
so they filmed another ending where they had to bring back Rick Moranis and Ellen Green to to uh, and, and uh, Jim Belushi in a cameo to change the ending. And you can tell because in the year in between the the, the, the scenes, Rick Moranis like got a tan and a haircut. You know, you, you can tell there's a there's a noticeable difference. And so yeah, it's the power of the Hollywood ending. People want a happy ending. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's again. Which one's considered the cult classic? Well, the stage version is. Well, I meant the movie. Is there like a director's cut with that ending? Yeah, on the DVD, they they actually had the the concept, the original ending. No, they actually filmed it. Okay. I mean, the, so you got the and they added the song "Mean Green Mother" from Outer Space to uh, in the second revised ending. Okay. Well, cool. Well, and, uh, and no one got my Trippets gag. There's a science fiction story about these come on, man. You don't, I don't know that flowers kind of from outer space that come and uh, they kill a lot of people and make you blind. And, and so it's like the planet is filled with blind people having to fight the trithids. So I don't know. What you're yeah, talking you got to be a nerd for that. I don't know what you're talking about. So, but it's great talking with well, Ann. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, now I'm know where I get my flowers. So. Right, because I am that guy. I'm, I'm the guy that goes into Kroger and I'll take out some plants and sniff them. So I can't do that anymore. And I don't want to buy them there anymore because someone else would have done it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mother's Day is coming up in three weeks. It is. I know. I got to figure so. out what to do for my mom. No, what I love is I'm having dinner. I actually had dinner at that Cedar Lodge place mm-hmm. over on 105, the, where the old uh, public golf course was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people know anything I'm talking about, but they were on Margie's show. Uh, but I checked it out with my parents, and it was very good. I was. And, and, and very impressed. I would say price line, it was in the middle to up, but you get a lot of food. So that's kind of nice. So if you get a burger, you're going to be spending, you know, 13 to $15 for a hamburger, but you're going to get, like, for example, my hamburger had a rib on it. Like a, a rib. Like a rib. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. But uh, I wanted to try it because it was a mixed meat. It had sausage and um, beef. So it was a mixed patty. Those are always kind of good. But, uh, well, so when the McRib isn't in town, head on over to see. Well, it was on top. Park. Like oh, they okay. put it through like a, a toothpick. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. But uh, yeah, I was very impressed. This rib like the good. bone and everything. Yeah, it was okay. just like it's as if I just took a rib and just put it put it through. Speaking of gnawing on bones. Oh great! So right. some archaeologists were, had come across this caveman poop from about fifteen hundred years ago here in North America. Okay. And they found in the caveman poo. A an entire fangs and all rattlesnake that had been eaten. So somewhere 1,500 years ago, some guy, and it's got to be a guy because no woman would just be that stupid, ate an entire, like swallowed an entire rattlesnake, all the whole thing. And you know, they, hungry, they think man, it's like a, a it was like a religious ritual thing or something. Yeah. But I'd just like to be that archaeologist. You think it's all? You know, Ark of the Covenant, Indiana Jones archaeology. Well, I love the archaeologists is they Jurassic find poop Park. and they're like, oh man, this poop's been around yeah, for this poop has everything thousand years. And <clears throat> so speaking of like archaeology and poop and poop in particular, uh, I am, recorded onto my DVR the new Jurassic World movie and I actually couldn't watch it. Why? I started fast forwarding through it. It was so stupid. Yeah. It was, we were talking earlier about how some sequels are, it, it catered to the lowest common denominator. And the thing about, I think, Endgame, well, the reason why Endgame's going to make it is because they know what the audience wants. they got to go big with, with the hype. You can't have... Part two of any cliffhanger typically can make or break an entire series. Uh, Star Trek Next Generation, their big one was... Well, I think what's weird, though, we were talking big, about this a little bit, is I was saying, like, the Marvel Endgame stuff, it's a different breed of a movie. Mm-hmm. This isn't the standard, like, oh, we're going to have our little cliffhanger... And then 20 years, we're going to have maybe a sequel. It's like, no, like they literally wrote this to do what the fans want, I bet. And it's going to be exactly what people want to see. Well, it's the culmination of like a 22 film yeah. saga. It's going to be weird. It's very, be weird. very nicely done. But uh, I think it comes out here tonight. Oh, I think, Lord. I think, yeah, I think it comes out tonight. Fortunately, I don't, I, I was, I didn't watch. The, the previous movie, Infinity War. Yeah. It's until, on Netflix. Well, I, that's when I watched it. So I knew, I, I'd heard enough of the OMGs and the memes of people turning to dust that I got it. And it didn't really Well, the, the thing me. that I hate about, especially when it comes to, like I said, is the hype. There's That movie's going to have time travel in it. I know it has to. 
or some type of form of that, and then it's going to break the movie, like the, like the world. Because you already have people who can fly, you can have all this stuff, and then it's like when you introduce that kind of concept, it's kind of like why, why bother watching any of these movies when you can just time... It's kind of like watching that Star Wars movie where they're, you go into hyperspace into other ships. And I'm like, wait a second. So you're saying even like a small ship could do that, so when the Alliance was actually a rebel alliance... Why weren't they suiciding, you know? Why weren't they taking a big ship and plowing into the Death Star? Yeah, exactly. What? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, this, and that's when writing gets out of control, and they try to do what people want to see. So hopefully the uh, the new Star Wars ends a little better. So I think so. I think there may actually be some retconning. Um, I think we will find that Rey is... A Skywalker. I mean, it's even in the name, Rise of the Skywalker. So I, I, I hopefully they, they don't do that damn midi-chlorian thing. But that I, I think there'll be some. some no, I think she's Qui Gon's kid. That's my that's my conspiracy theory. Yoda's love child. No, Qui Gon. Yeah, and it was. I was. I, was I think. I think. Or he could be Obi Wan's kid. That'd be real bizarre. Right. So because they're like monks. Yeah. Well, apparently. <laughs> so. Frisky monks, which will be the name of my next band. Okay, Joe Biden finally threw his name in the vice uh, in the presidential ring. Oh, so we're going to politics now? No, just okay. I, it's actually it's headline. It's well, no, I mean interesting. It, there's nothing wrong with going to politics, but uh, there's that. I, what was really going to be changing about him going in? What's the difference here? Well, it adds one more. I do like all the creepy stuff they they talk about when they make the well, videos that's what I'm and stuff. Those are funny. This is. To me, this year's Democratic lineup is looking a lot like the 2016 Republican lineup, where we had 17 people who no one really stood out. You, you know, it's like, well, I well, like the, thing, the vigor we, of Rubio, but we I always like kind of talk about Sean. Is to me, I don't really care about the the nitpicking. Uh-huh. What I care about is what influences people to get off their butt and then go vote. I don't think Joe so Biden will. Do we have any of those type of people no. who are talking in a sense of, hey, no. let's not put a face to the policies, but the policies. Mm-hmm. Out there, and then because to me, the only person I could think of that seems to have some type of direction would be Bernie Sanders. But the, a lot of stuff he says is a little out there, but he's always said that like his entire career has always been a little out there, true. But this time around, his tax returns have been released, he's on the new green deal. These are things that were introduced that weren't there last time. Remember, he ran on the Democratic ticket, but he's an independent. Well, yeah, I mean, it's his policies, like what he wants to do with certain things. Right, well, they've been given a name and another face with AOC and, and Kamala Harris. All these people are jumping on, so he's either got to... I think he was here last night, by the way. He was. It didn't go well for him. Why not? There, there's a lot of heckling going on because he would uh, he, he would be giving... Oh, you actually what? Were you there? Uh, no, I wasn't there, but... It was but over at Town... What was it called? Over at George R. Brown? Yeah, it was a town there? hall meeting is what it was. Okay. Uh, women were asking him because... He rages against the establishment, but it's turned out he is the he is a rich white male, which is of course a lot yeah. of the people on the far left. You know that's the problem with the universe. If you're rich, you're white, and you're male, all things evil stem from you. And so for him to try to distance himself from that is looking disingenuous. And, and there's actually some heckling going on, and not from like Republicans sneaking in trying to do it, but like people on the side going, wait. Uh, even down to uh, women in the uh, campaign, because this was a, a female forum that he, he was talking to. And so you had like Cory Booker, who's an African-American male running, and he's already said, oh, I, I'm having a woman for my running mate. And they're like, who? He's like, well, I don't know yet, but whoever it is, it's going to be a woman. It's, it's that's catering. It's never, never a good decision. It's, yeah, it's catering Not to the long part, but just the, the kind of. So no one on either side is really standing out, much like uh, the GOP in 2016, you know, 15 into 16. <coughs> Excuse me. We had 17 guys, and no one really stood out, and it kind of went to Trump by default, you know, as others were dropping out, and he started getting more outrageous. Well, I mean, the landscape changed. <laughs> the and landscape then... changed, and he realized he just needed to own, own the news cycle, and that's... His entire presidency and campaign have been based on owning the news cycle. He'll tweet something really outrageous and guarantee that they're talking about him for the next 24 hours. So they weren't talking about anyone else. No one's going to, people trying to talk about Bernie or if Hillary decides to come in or Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren or all these people. You mean you really still think Hillary Clinton's going to run? I really think she's going to throw a hat in the ring at some point. 
Uh, here's the thing with Biden. When's the when's the final line or whatever? Uh, oh, you can, you can uh, up until the uh, the primary, the first primary. You can throw your hat hat in the ring, um, but there needs to be like a presumptive nominee, or at least get it down to yeah. two or three. Uh, even former President Obama did not and has not endorsed Joe Biden. He's like, hey, can, you know, yay, good on you, but his own president, when he was vice president, has yet to. It's like. Dick Cheney or Dan Quayle. No, but usually when it comes to the saying, they don't want to be on the wrong, the losing team. Well, that's the so thing. So you, you you hold out, and then that shows that Biden is not the the silver. No one bullet. knows. No one knows anything because I think that's people are afraid of the internet. Yeah, well, I think there's all more it takes is one little creepy Uncle Joe video. stuff's going to come out. Exactly. Well, remember that video with uh, Hillary Clinton being put into a van, where some like random dude was walking down New York, and it was it was like I think it was like during some type of memorial. And they like, filmed her, and she like couldn't even walk. Oh yeah, yeah. And like people shared that, and like it was getting re- a lot of free press. And you know, like people were like, "What's going on here?" And if memory serves, there was a day where she was literally in two places at the same time, and the other one was kind of a, a pretty bad body double. Um, oh, was it? Yeah, oh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a body double. Yeah, come on. No, it's um, there was one day because it was like she made an appearance in one place and then shortly after made an appearance in another place, but it was physically impossible to get there the other time. And it was one of those get out of the car and wave and walk into a building things. And the presumption is that there was a body double, which, you know, so what? You know, it doesn't mean you're qualified or not I wish qualified. I had that kind of job where I needed a body double. That'd right. be kind of cool. So. But yeah, uh, but more local politics, you know, early voting is going on here in Montgomery County yeah. for the joint election. I already early voted. Uh, Big things on the ticket are the $807 million CISD school bond, which is actually, you'd think school bond wouldn't be a hot-button topic, but one camp, the, the people voting forward are like, yeah, we need money. You know, more money makes better schools. That That's the the mindset. It's Schools can't improve unless you throw you put money into it. The other side is going, yeah, but in this bond, it's not going to the teachers. It's going to... Uh, football fields. It's going to AstroTurf. Um, and there's actually maintenance fees. There's like 300 maintenance items on the bond, which by law aren't supposed to be on a bond. It's, it's a different different thing. So it's become an actual real hot-button topic. Well, do you, okay, let's, let's get into this a little bit because mm-hmm. I read a little bit about it and I always wondered how the state of Texas distributes money when it comes to the education system. Because I remembered, I don't know how long ago, and uh, we had we had the superintendent in, and I was like, how can you go from Woodlands High School to Conroe High School? And, like, if you just visit the campuses, drastically different. Mm-hmm. And I go, is there something where money goes somewhere and it's someone had better management? Or was it, you know, they have more students at one point, and it's like, oh, they got more money? Or like, what, yeah, like well, because, why? Why is this? Why is the standard different? Down like you know, it's was it thirty miles? It's like the opposite of the draft. What is it? Well, like the NFL draft, that the worst team gets number one because it's like, okay, you need the bone. We're yeah. throwing you a bone. Okay, what's well, the schools? It's different. It's the better you do, the more money you get. So the worse you do the less money you get. So schools that may need, listen, we need a financial shot in the arm to work on our STEM program to, to, yeah. to up the grades. And the the answer has been, well, let's just standardize the testing and see what it is. And I think standardized testing needs to be taken out behind the woodshed and shot. It's just ludicrous. Well, somebody, I, like, um, well, somebody was talking about kind of like with Bernie Sanders with free school. And somebody uh, were given ideas. Like one idea that I could see being viable is, you you get it like at state schools or whatever you get a, a discount or free tuition if you make a certain grade point average. So it's like you get like say you make a three point five. Well, or state higher. schools are already supposed to be way lower than private schools. I mean that's the whole point yeah. of them. Now they've been going up. But <clears> here <throat> in high schools and elementary schools and things like that, like when you're looking at an eight hundred and seven million dollar bond, I'm thinking that's a lot of money. Does that mean you don't get enough money? Or does that mean you need like that shot in the arm? They the bond is saying we need this eight hundred seven million dollars for these items, and so when you vote, and I've said this many times, be educated, know what you're voting for or against. Because uh, the upside down of of doing a bond is what you go into more debt. Like I don't think it's debt, right? So what's like what's the horrible thing that could happen because oh, your taxes go up? 
Taxes have to pay for the bonds. Okay. Which is why I hate it when a, when a stadium is built on a bond. That goes that works into taxes. Now, yeah. usually it's like hotel tax or stuff like that. But remember, in Texas, schools are paid for by property taxes, which means property taxes will go up. And whether or not you have kids, you know, you don't get you don't get a say in it, and rightfully so, you don't get a say. Uh, um, but it is a topic. There's also a lot of uh, Shenandoah, Willis, Oak Ridge North, and a couple of other towns are having their full elections like for city council yeah. a lot of mud elections so again this week and next week is early voting uh, you may want to vote but definitely know what you're voting for or against now with me i only voted uh there were two items on my particular ballot uh so you literally voted on two things two things it was the school bond and it was the uh emergency uh, funds to increase emergency district 14 okay. with fire firefighters emergency responders uh nothing else was in my particular okay Ballot. Well, let's connect this to that statement uh, Bernie Sanders in the new new cycle saying is you know you could be a, a felon yeah vote now from what I understood not trying to hype what the, the comment was <laughs> mm-hmm. from what I understood did, there was kind of an argument saying if you got rehabilitated and you were out of jail there should be a program to get that right back correct. But was Sanders is saying anybody, whether you're in jail or not, so anybody has the right to vote. Yeah, and I'm firmly opposed to that. Now, again, because one thing I and this this is gonna be a weird tangent mm-hmm. connection, but like one thing I never fully understood is somehow in our the Bill of Rights and all that kind of stuff, the amendments like you, for example, firearms or right to bear arms, but somehow legally we figured out not to give certain people firearms. Legally, we figured it out. Mm-hmm. And I, that's one thing I never understood why the anti-gun people was like, we figured it out. Just use that. Don't try to make a whole new deal. Like, just use... <clears throat> we have existing laws which aren't being enforced. Well, no, I'm saying, like, if you already have a way to circumvent the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. which is if you're a felon, you can't own a firearm, and all that kind of stuff, like, use that. Like, you can make new laws based off that. Don't try to go over to the far end of the spectrum and make it crazy just right yeah like you already got examples so just build off that and then especially with the voting stuff because that's like kind of the 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 other side of the sword was if you take away if you give them voting rights then you should argue that the second amendment should apply too and they should be able to own guns too right and remember the the bill of rights which are the first 10 amendments to the constitution that's what the bill of rights is established basic rights, but of course nothing is in full black and white. You you know, freedom of speech is government intrusion from speech, but that doesn't mean that I can walk into city council and scream fire or I have a gun. There are are built-in restrictions, so... But that doesn't mean there's government infringement on your speech. The only thing that kind of freaks me out Mm -hmm. about the voting thing is where would you be able to vote? Like, say you're a lifer. Absentee voting. Well, so I'm saying you're a lifer. Mm-hmm. And and say I'm originally from California, but I got sentenced to life you're in, in, in Arkansas. Yeah, you're Sing Sing. Oh, yeah, in Arkansas or whatever. Mm-hmm. So would I vote in California or would I vote here? I believe I would go under your... your... Oh, wow, that's a good Because question. one of the the concerns was, I was I like reading online and people talking, is like, for example, Huntsville has a huge population. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, well, if they figured out, a lot of those people would be able to vote locally there. And it's kind of like it's a large population. A large chunk of the voting would be inmates. And so they're saying, oh, would they vote on the bond for the school? Like, how, what are we talking about when they get your voting rights back? Because that, to me, I was like, you know what? That can actually influence influence election, local elections, not just big presidential elections, but that could influence local ones. Mm-hmm. Because you have these... Yeah, here's the thing. Letting felons vote is not going to change a presidential election. It's not going to change a congressional election. But it can change a lot of local ones, which would start the ball rolling. Yeah. And especially... Here's the thing. It's two different two different benchmarks. If you're a felon who has served his or her time and has repaid the debt to society, I'm willing to discuss uh, the re-granting of like voting rights. Uh, it needs to be discussed. I'm not saying I'm for it, but I'm not necessarily against it. It's, it's something that I don't have uh, information on. If you're a resident of a prison, <clears throat> I feel as a felon, I feel absolutely you do not have the right to vote. I also, uh, Elizabeth Warren over the weekend or over this week 
uh, announced that she uh, she's elected president, and this is I think pandering in its best form. <clears throat> will forgive. Isn't that when everyone runs for something they say they give promises? <clears throat> right. They pander like it's expected to pander. Yeah, but this is pandering. Going, I'm going to relieve your student debt. Period. Uh, okay. And if you owe it, you don't get rid of it. So those of us who actually paid off our student Dang. debts should be going. Wait a second. Are we going to get reimbursed for what we paid? Why do these people Just give them a tax credit? Yeah, and I have a lot of friends going. Yay! I don't. Have, we won't have to pay my my student loan anymore. And I'm thinking, why not? You took out a loan. Uh, what's the difference between that and someone saying, you know what? All car debt w- wiped out. All mortgages. We're just gonna we're just gonna f- forgive all mortgages. I don't get that. It's pandering to people going vote for me. Basically, I think it's, yeah. it's bribery. If you vote me president, you won't have to pay tens or hundreds of thousands That's of dollars. But that was the that. loan that they someone willingly accepted. Yeah. You know, with all my flooding and, and house issues and stuff, you know, I get mortgage issues sometimes. I'd love, to, you know, deep down, sure, I'd love for someone to pay it for me, but it's like this is my debt. This is my mortgage it, to to have it paid off when my folks' house, they, they didn't, do they get a reimbursement for them paying their bills? Basically, if you pay your bills on time, you're being punished. And I that's pandering to, to me huge. I don't have a... So on the left, we have some people who are trying to, you know, Bernie Sanders, I'm going, I want to go for the felon vote. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, I want to go for the student vote. Uh, Cory Booker, I want to go for uh, the woman vote because I'm going to have a woman running mate. I just don't know who it is yet. It, it's really looking like the GOP of last time, which was a hot mess, okay. and you had Donald Trump as a result. So Thank it's you. interesting Thank you, to Professor. Find out. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, we got to be gone. Already? No. Yeah, and I'm going to kind of give everyone a heads up. Tomorrow we will be in the studio, but Sean won't be here. We're going to have Rick, the reluctant cowboy, as his filler. And filler. Our, our special I can call in from tomorrow. Albuquerque. That's true. Because it's an uh, early flight. I'll be there like 9.30 local. Okay. So I'll, I'll call in. I'll call in on, on the, on the What you should line. do is call while on the airplane, uh-huh. if that's possible, and just see how many people freak out. Like, you can't be on your phone. Yeah, or I can get the. What is it, do they still have the little earphones? You know the. Oh, I don't the know. Ones in the seat backs. I'd spend a couple of bucks on that. I think I've only seen that used in like Air Force One, the movie. Yeah, right. I think if they, <laughs> if they did use that. But uh, yeah, so tomorrow's special guest is Wayne Keller of Caden's Hope. They have a really cool fundraiser coming up where it's like a road. It's like a road uh, fundraiser. You get in your car and you follow the, the navigation. So we're gonna talk about Caden's Hope tomorrow with Wayne Keller. So stick around for that. Uh, a special thanks to our guests today and from Sprout Fine Floral Concepts. Mother's Day is coming up. Check them out at allaboutsprout.com or just check it on their Facebook, all that good stuff. Uh, today's partners with Beanpunk Coffee here in Montgomery, Ann and Conroe, C3 Creative Content Creations, and of course, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning for all your office cleaning needs in Montgomery County. We'll be back tomorrow morning, folks, and we will see you later. Thanks for checking out this show on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. This show is owned and produced by Lone Star Community Radio and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. For more information about this show, to be a guest or to sponsor, just contact the studio at 936-647-3776 to leave a message or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com.